Welcome to the Kick-Ass Everyday Podcast with your host, me, Tanya Tringali. Let's get ready to be bold, be amazing, and live every day to its fullest with the kick-ass powers of personal development. Oh yes, and full disclosure, there will be a healthy dose of Jersey sarcasm. Hey there, my friends and fellow seekers, and welcome to episode 49 of Kick-Ass Every Day. As always, I want to start off by thanking my returning listeners for coming back. And if you're new here, thank you so much for giving me a try. Together, we'll use our combined energy to put out positive vibes and make a difference in our world. So let's dive right in with this week's episode. As you all know, we are still in Women's History Month, and as I shared with you in episode 47, there aren't too many female personal development greats, historically speaking. There are some who have come to the forefront in recent years after I did a little digging, but since I don't have experience with their teachings yet, it didn't feel right for me to suggest them to you. Remember, when I started this podcast, I told all of you that I will only talk about topics and people that I myself have had personal experience with or someone close to me. So this episode continues my series of personal development greats and highlights two people who I've mentioned before that really stand out in the world of personal finance and have certainly had a positive impact on me when I was first educating myself in this area of personal development. They are Susie Orman and Robert Kiyosaki. The reason for me combining the two of them in one episode is that they both speak to people about money in a way that the average person can understand. They both have elevated the financial literacy of millions of people through their books, podcasts, blogs, speaking engagements, you name it. They are also close in age. So just like Napoleon Hill and Dale Carnegie, this makes them contemporaries of each other. Now, are they perfect? Absolutely not. And they do offer different perspectives, which is again why I like them and why you should always look for different perspectives when learning about any topic. Now, I know there are some people out there that are not fans of either one of them, especially Robert Kiyosaki, but even some of his staunchest critics will say that his first book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, does offer a lot of practical advice to those individuals who are just learning about personal finance. Here's the thing. Anytime someone is elevated to the guru status, especially in the finance world, they're going to face criticism, but that's okay. So the goal of this episode is to share with you two people who have made a significant difference in my life in the world of personal finance, and will speak to you where you are at. Let's start with Susie, since this is Women's History Month. I was first introduced to Susie Orman when watching her highly acclaimed and popular TV show, The Susie Orman Show. This show aired for 13 years from 2005 to 2013. I still remember watching her last episode with my husband and being so disappointed that the show was ending. Rick and I actually enjoyed watching her show together, which is rare in itself, and it was Rick who turned me on to Susie in the first place. So this is my little shout out of thanks to him for that. LOL, one of the best things about her show was when she would take calls from viewers and they would ask her advice about their financial status at the moment. Susie was always kind with these people, but in her fun, sarcastic way, would show them the error of their ways and try and set them straight. There are many episodes where Rick and I would really be like, well, at least we're not as bad off as these people. Not that we were doing spectacular ourselves at the time, but at least we knew where we were at. 
Here's a little bit about Susie's past to help introduce her to you. She grew up on the south side of Chicago with her parents and two older brothers. Susie's from a working class family and therefore understood the value of a dollar at an early age. She also had a speech impediment at an early age that greatly affected her belief in herself scholastically. R's, S's, and T's haunted her. I can relate to Susie in this area as I also struggled with S's and had to take speech classes as a kid to fix this. She sells seashells down by the seashore. I can't tell you how many times I had to repeat that one. So she struggled with reading and grammar because of her speech impediment. So it made her think that she would never amount to anything. So why try? Despite this, she managed to get into the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Because of her family's finances, she worked her way through college to be able to afford it. She was also told by her guidance counselor that very first year in college that her grades, with her grades, she should choose an easy path like social work. So that's what she did. She was supposed to graduate in 1973, but because she didn't complete her foreign language requirement, she actually didn't receive her degree until 1976 after she finally found the courage to take a few Spanish classes. So how did Susie wind up in the finance arena as a stockbroker originally? It's actually a great story, but I will shorten it here and put a link in the show notes for her website so you can read the full story. When Susie left college, she and a few friends decided to travel cross country to California. When she made it there, she wound up getting a waitress job at the Buttercup Cafe. She stayed in that job for seven years, long enough to meet a lot of great people who really liked her. And when she decided that she wanted to open up her own restaurant, they helped her by giving her $50,000 that she could pay back in 10 years if she was able to. One of those people was a man named Fred and told her to take the money to Merrill Lynch and open up a money market account to keep the money safe and to have it continue to grow for her until she was ready to open her restaurant. As fate would have it, the broker at Merrill Lynch, a man named Randy, was a bad egg and took advantage of Susie's lack of financial knowledge and invested her money in a higher risk strategy of buying options instead of a safer investment like the one Susie told him. Needless to say, she lost all of the money when the market took a bad turn. Susie was crushed and knew that she had no way of now paying back the money, but she had been paying attention to everything that Randy had been telling her and learning about the stock market. She decided that she could be a broker too and wound up getting a job at Merrill Lynch doing just that. She's convinced that the only reason she got the job is that they had a woman quota to fill. She was probably right, especially back then. Well, as it turned out, Susie was quite good at her job and while studying for the Series 7 exam, realized that Randy had broken one of the rules about knowing your customer. It stated that a broker needed to know his or her customer, meaning a broker could not invest a person's money speculatively or risk their money if the customer could not afford to lose it. She had told Randy that she couldn't afford to lose it and was saving up to open a restaurant. And that was all the money that she had and it was loaned to her. Susie confronted her boss with what Randy had done to her and he proceeded to tell her, well, he makes me a lot of money. So go back to your desk and keep studying. Susie knew what he did was wrong and didn't want that to him to be able to do that to someone else. So she filed a lawsuit against Merrill Lynch without knowing that she could now not be fired from the company. They wound up settling with her and she got back all the money plus interest. Susie passed her exam and paid back everyone who had loaned her the money. And well, the rest is really history. Susie's written numerous books over the years, including one just for women entitled Women and Money, published in 2007. 
I own this book and read it from cover to cover. I read this book after reading some of Robert Kiyosaki's books. Here's what I love about this book. First, it made me realize that I wasn't the only one who didn't always have the best relationship with money. I wasn't the only one who felt really insecure in this area. And I wasn't the only one who wanted to change that. As I've mentioned before, I didn't grow up in a family that ever talked openly about money, except to say that money doesn't grow on trees, save your money, and we can't afford that. Again, this is not my family's fault. This is how my mom was brought up, and you don't know what you don't know. But this lack of financial education only made me more determined to fix that for myself, to make sure that my kids, especially my daughters at least, heard me talking openly about money and learned from my husband everything that he knew. Even if they didn't actively pursue certain things, they at least would know that they could talk to us about it. And that is half the battle right there. Right on page 20 in her book, Susie puts in bold letters, blame renders you powerless and shame only serves to hold you back. So don't blame others for your lack of knowledge and don't feel ashamed because you don't know what you don't know. Instead, empower yourself by educating yourself and then teach others to do the same. Susie's way of understanding where you're at and then empowering you to do better for yourself is her winning combination. She was able to do this for herself, so there's no reason why you and I can't. And she's right. I think Susie helped me to take what I had already learned from Robert and reinforce that as a woman, I had to be able to do these things for myself. She really embodies what a strong role model and mentor can do for someone. Susie's website has a wealth of information. I highly encourage you to check it out and make a habit of educating yourself. Her knowledge in the area of personal finance is really unmatched, and the way she delivers that knowledge to others is what separates her from her peers. She's one of the top motivational speakers for a reason. Just like Jim Rohn and Tony Robbins, she knows how to talk to people, to reach, and really connect with them. That is a gift one that she shares with those who take the time to listen and then apply what she teaches. Okay, let's switch gears and talk about Robert Kiyosaki. I know there are plenty of haters out there for Robert, but I don't care. He taught me things that no one else ever did and started me on a course that completely elevated my financial vocabulary and IQ, something that I will always be grateful for. He made me feel confident in my ability to talk about money, to watch financial shows on TV and understand what they were talking about. And he has done this for millions of other people through his books, his super fun game, Cashflow 101, his seminars, and many other outlets. His book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which came out in 1997, is considered the number one best-selling personal finance book of all time. So let me give you a little bit of history on Robert. He grew up in Hawaii and is a fourth-generation Japanese-American. After graduating high school, he went on to the Merchant Marine Academy in New York, graduated, and joined the Marines, where he served in the Vietnam War as an officer and a helicopter gun pilot. When he returned from the war, he began his career and eventually started his own company in 1977 and brought to market the first nylon and Velcro surfer wallets, which grew into a multi-million dollar product. But this company eventually went bankrupt due to poor quality control. He also had another successful company selling rock band t-shirts in the 80s. That also became insolvent because the music taste just changed. He met and married his wife, Kim, in 1984, and they left Hawaii for California, where they spent nine months homeless, living in their car for three weeks, and then their friend's basement for the rest. 
even though he and Kim were both educated and could have gotten well-paying jobs, they wanted to build a company and didn't want to give up on that dream. They went on to build and co-found an international education company that taught business and investing to tens of thousands of graduates. At the age of 47, he and his wife were able to retire and be financially free. He spent his time focusing on investing, especially in real estate. But being who he is, this didn't last for long, and he returned to the education world with his game Cashflow 101. He recognized with concern the growing gap between the haves and have-nots and knew that traditional schools just didn't teach kids about financial education. Now, I own the computer version of this game, and I think I've mentioned before that my youngest daughter, Chloe, used to love to play this with me. She was probably six or seven at the time and thought it was fun to get out of the rat race and win the game of money. His cash flow game led to his best-selling book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now, the basis for this book was that Robert's real dad was a highly prominent educator in the Hawaii school system with a PhD, but struggled with money his whole life. He believed that getting an education that leads to a secure job and a pension was the best thing to do, aka the rat race. Well, as we've all seen, times have changed. But Robert had the amazing fortune to have a second dad, if you will, his best friend's father, who was self-made and wealthy and did not have a college education. Both of his father figures taught him different competing ideas about money, its place in our lives, and how to use it. Robert has found a way to honor both of his dads by becoming an educator himself after using the principles of his rich dad to not only become successful and self-made, but to now teach others like myself about personal finance and build an entire company around that. Clearly honoring the long line of educators like his father within his family. Robert has had many ups and downs financially, but always knows how to come back. He understands the basic principles of finance and knows how to break that down and teach it to others. One of the reasons I was able to learn so much from him is that in his books, he has these very simple illustrations that help someone like me, who's a visual person, better understand all the financial language that a lot of people just don't know. Really understanding how cash flow works in your personal finances. And for me, understanding what an asset and a liability really are. To think about investing and what to do with your money so that it really is working for you. That was something I wish my mom knew. Watching my mom struggle with money her whole life, as I said before, really drives me to be the best I can and learn and apply all that I can in this area of personal development to make sure that my kids at least have an understanding of personal finance terms and can make better decisions for themselves. Yes, Education is important, but is not the end-all be-all for everyone and certainly doesn't give most people the financial basics that they need to know. Both Susie and Robert have the same gift, the gift to speak to people where they're at and transform their mindset when it comes to money. That is so important. One of my all-time favorite quotes is, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. I think both Susie and Robert embody this quote. They understand that the best way to help others is to empower them with the knowledge they need to then help themselves. That, my friends, is what personal development is all about. Susie and Robert opened doors for me and made me realize what is possible and what I'm capable of achieving for myself. They made me comfortable with talking about money and wealth with other people. They helped me to really see that money is this incredible tool and when used correctly can elevate the lives of so many people. 
Now, I've read many books since theirs and have found many other great teachers out there, such as Brian Tracy, Dave Ramsey, Ramit Sethi, and Jill Schlesinger, just to name a few. It is so important to read different perspectives and ideas, especially when you have the basics down. And that is what I want you to remember. Get the basics down first. Super important. For me and millions of others, Susie Orman and Robert Kiyosaki are excellent at this and sharing their knowledge with others and will inspire you to keep growing your financial vocabulary and IQ. Okay, my friends, I think it's time we wrap up this episode. I've included lots of links in the show notes on my website for additional resources for you. I want you to be empowered in your personal finances and to constantly educate yourself. Never stop learning, never stop sharing your knowledge with others. And remember, money is a tool and you control it. Have a great week and don't forget to invite your friends to listen and subscribe so we can continue this amazing journey together and kick ass every day. Till next time. (laughs) 